This is the Equip Podcast from Cornerstone Church of Ames, a podcast designed to help you live a gospel-fueled and faithful life wherever Jesus has called you. Well, welcome again to the Equip Podcast from Cornerstone Church. My name is Mark Vance. I'm the lead pastor here at Cornerstone, and today I want to talk to you about Lent. I don't mean drier Lent. I mean Lent, the, the Lenten season, a season that Christians have historically used to focus our hearts and our minds as we prepare for Easter. And what I want to do uh, is just, if possible, try to give a little bit of the historical backdrop on what Lent is about, what Christians do during Lent. I want to address the question of like, um, is it is it a uh, thing that only Catholic Christians do? Is there space for Protestant Christians like myself to celebrate Lent? And then just some guides on what the meaning of Lent is and and what the the purpose of Lent is. So just some background first off. Lent is a um, Christian practice where especially for Christians that have followed a liturgical calendar, the season of Lent begins 40, is approximately 40 days, um, excludes Sundays, and it lasts typically in the kind of Christian liturgical calendar from Ash Wednesday to Easter Sunday. So typically it's going to uh, last for a, a total duration of 40 days. Um, and it kind of parallels some things uh, in in church history, in biblical history. If you think of the, the duration of a fast that lasts 40 days, that's the number of days of Jesus in the wilderness fasting. It's the number of days of Moses at the giving of law, of Elijah's journey to Mount Horeb, of Jesus' own fasting and temptation, of the biblical narrative. So the, there's a significant to 40 days uh, of fasting in the biblical sense. But the big idea of Lent, is it's a time to focus your your life around the gospel. It's a time to let go of some lesser things to build toward the great celebration of the good news of Easter. Okay, so I'm going to quote here from a Lent guide that was put out by the Village Church uh, in Denton, uh, Flower Mound, Texas, uh, that they put out. By the way, I will link to this Lent guide in just a bit. Because we're actually using this guide. This was prompted by Jacob Boyd. Shout out to him, our worship pastor at Cornerstone, and his team here at Cornerstone, where they were using this Lent guide as a tool for the the worship teams, for volunteers, and a number of us on staff at Cornerstone are using it to just kind of guide us through this practice in this season. So again, we will link to that, or you can just get to that guide by searching the Village Church Lent. L-E-N-T, and you'll be able to find their Lent guide. So in their first page of their Lent guide, I'm going to quote from this, describing the meaning of Lent. They say, originally, Lent was a, there was a preparation period for those who desired to be baptized in the early church. Lent eventually became embedded into Christian tradition as a season for the church to symbolically follow Christ into the wilderness. It's a time of fasting, of self-denial, It's a period of emptying ourselves of lesser things so we would be filled with the greater things of the gospel. Think of it in comparison to Advent. Advent is a season of ever-increasing light as we look forward to the incarnation of Christ in the Christmas season. Lent is a season of ever-decreasing darkness as we approach the cross of Christ. 
And so what happens there is um, what you're celebrating each spring is as the days begin to lengthen. By the way, that's where the term Lent, um, most scholars are going to agree that Lent comes from that. It comes from an, an ancient Eastern word that means lengthen, or uh, par- rather an uh, ancient Anglo- Anglo-Saxon word. That means lengthen. So Lent, as the days are lengthening in spring, Lent is coming. So there's, it's an actual reference to the, the springtime. But during that period of time, what you do is you start on Ash Wednesday. So I'm actually recording that, this podcast, on Ash Wednesday. That starts uh, Wednesday, February 14th. Okay, that's the start of it. And then it's going to lead up to Easter Sunday, which is going to be, there's going to be 46 days from Ash Wednesday to Easter Sunday. So if you take out the Sundays in between, you get the 40 days of fasting. All right. So typically you are fasting and feasting. So that, that's another part. Remember, it's 40 days of fasting. You take out the Sundays because historically in the Lenten tradition, what you would do is you would be fasting for the 40 weekdays, but then on Sunday you would be feasting, okay? So fasting and feasting, right? So I think it is important then uh, to remember, though, the meaning. Don't get lost on just the guide. The meaning of Lent is to remember that the resurrection occurs after the crucifixion. So we celebrate Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday, the victory of Christ over death, but we want to spend time contemplating why did he have to die? What was it that led Christ to need to die for us? And so Lent is a period of time to prepare yourself to that. Now, that's kind of the definition of Lent. Now I'm going to describe a little bit of answering one of the common questions, which is, um, isn't is this just a, a thing that only Catholic Christians do? And I think it's important to say that, historically speaking, the tradition of Lent has been observed across all sorts of denominations and traditions in Christianity. But generally speaking, as you follow, you know, kind of like I, I'm a pastor in a more Baptistic, non-denominational sort of tradition, a Protestant tradition— that inside of that, what we have said is that the Bible and the Bible alone is the the sole authority inside of the church. All right. So, so in other words, many Christians who have observed Lent or a holiday like that, they they're saying, well, they they can be perceived to be saying there's a tradition outside the Bible that Christians need to follow. So, I want to be clear to say, Lent is not demanded in the Bible. The Bible does not tell you that you need to celebrate 40 days of fasting before you get to Easter, okay? In other words, there's no biblical demand on it. But I do think that, so some Protestant churches historically have rejected the practice of Lent because they've said, since the Bible doesn't demand it, we can't demand it. Any demand of people doing anything that the Bible doesn't demand is a form of legalism, okay, where we're we're adding on to the gospel, right? Now, there is a warning that should be put out here, okay? When it comes to things of the church calendar or church history, we shouldn't hold these as having the same authority as Scripture. We need to distinguish that. Jesus doesn't say anything about Lent or any liturgical traditions of that nature, Okay, so we can't demand that people practice what the Scripture doesn't demand. However, 
When it comes to things like spiritual disciplines, habits of holiness, we need to recognize that the goal of these habits is to cultivate a heart of love for Christ. So one way I've tried to describe the goal of the Christian life is basically whatever you know increases your love for God and love for others, you should do that with all your might. Whatever decreases your love for God and love for others, you should avoid that, okay? In other words, I'm looking at there the heart of what drives us to behavior is as important as the behavior itself. So when it comes to the practice of Lent, if you're doing that believing it makes you more holy or right with God, then by all means you should not be observing Lent. You have the wrong motivation. But if you take a practice like Lent and say, actually, this is going to be good for my soul as a reminder of my dependence on God, as a reminder of the sin that I daily need to confess before the Lord, as a chance to draw myself nearer to God and to prepare my heart more for Easter, well, then by all means there, celebrate Lent. Why? Because it's, it's helping your heart to love God more. I think the key is to divorce it from just mere ritual and ask the question, how is it that I can enter into this time? How is it that I can enter into this time in a meaningful way that draws my heart toward God? And I'm just going to simply say this. I didn't grow up celebrating Lent at all. And to be honest, even into my adult life, I've rarely uh, done a focused time of fasting during Lent. But over the past several years, I have found that the history of the church, the liturgical calendar, can actually just be a great aid to the way that we can devotionally draw closer to the Lord. And so, if you've never had the celebration of Lent before, never done that, I would want to invite you to think about trying some of this this year in preparation for Easter. Consider doing it with some friends or maybe some, some folks inside of your connection group. So I want to summarize the answer I just gave there. I do not believe that Lent is demanded by Scripture. The Bible does not say you have to go to a church on Ash Wednesday, put ash on your forehead, and then make sure to follow 40 days of fasting. The Bible does not say anything about that. However, however, just because the Bible doesn't explicitly command it for you does not mean the Bible forbids it from you. And if this is a tool you can use to guard your heart and to lead it toward God and to cultivate love for Christ, well, then by all means, this could be a really helpful tool to use. So, it's a bad demand. It could be a good tool. That would be my summary. So, if you want to use Lent as a tool, how would you go about doing that? This is especially intended for those who, maybe like me, haven't grown up observing Lent at all as a spiritual discipline. So here's the first kind of hint I would give you or counsel I would give you. First, you should go search for TVC or The Village Church Lent Guide. And I will link to this in the show notes of this. This is the guide that I'm going to be using this Lent season to help to order the way in which I'm going to be observing fasts or what, what I'm going to be doing during that time. So this would be a great thing because since it's a guide, you can do it and you can do it with a spouse or do it with some friends. It's just a great way to practice um, the, the holiday and the, the fasts of Lent. So this Lent guide, what it's going to walk you through is, really, this is the core of it, is each week leading up to Easter, you're going to pick a fast that you focus on, abstaining from something, and then secondly, you want to pick a focus, okay? So that, that's the key. Each week, you pick a fast, which is something you, you abstain from, and then you pick a focus, 
which is something that you think about throughout the week. The fast, the point of the fast is to enable the focus. By pulling away something, fasting, abstaining from something, you clear the heart and the mind in order to focus on something else. Okay, so the Village Church's Guide, for instance, I'll give an example here, all right? What they do is, again, you're going to fast throughout the week. So one of the things they do is they give weekly fasts, and what they say is some of the fasts in the guide will be traditional, and some of them might be a little more novel. So what they've done is like week one, they have a fasting from food where they they advise you to skip one meal a day or maybe skip an entire day, something like that. Uh, Week two is fasting from television and movies, not watching any TV. Uh, Week three, social networking and the internet. Don't go on the internet for a week. I don't, guys, I got to be honest, that one, I am a little nervous about that fast. Um, I'm trying to think of the last week in my life I didn't go on the internet, you know? Wow. Uh, week four, caffeine and sweets. Okay, that one, whew. Okay, caffeine. I, I'm going to be in for it. Week five, radio and music. Week six, fasting from shopping for any non-essentials. Week seven, fasting from sleep. That's an interesting one. Fasting from, from sleep. Uh, what They're not saying don't sleep at all that week. I, that would be really, really unwise. And so I want to say this. I'm not a doctor. But guys, if there's a medical reason for you that you should, or you have an unhealthy relationship to food, you've, you've had a condition related to eating, then... Um, in the food fast or in the sleepy fast, do what is wise and advisable. Again, the purpose here is to draw your heart to the Lord, not do and engage in behaviors that are fundamentally unhealthy. So I don't believe that you should abstain from sleep entirely for a whole week. I, that is, I don't think that's going to draw your heart toward God. I think that's going to cause you to have hallucinations, and that's not a good idea. But in fasting from sleep, the idea there is most folks, they set their alarm an hour earlier two hours earlier, and they spend an extended time in prayer and worship during that day. That's a fast from sleep. Again, you're removing something in order to focus. You fast in order to focus. So what they will do inside this Lent guide is each week to focus you, they have a reading of scripture. And they, I would just simply say what you want to do is each day of that week, you follow the weekly fast, whether it's a fast from food or from technology. And then for the time of focus, every day, I would just urge you to on your knees, prayerfully out loud, read and reflect on uh, the passage that's assigned. Week one, the fast is a fast from food. And so what they, they have prescribed is Luke chapter four, verses 1 to 13, which is a reading over the time when Jesus, led by the Holy Spirit, is tempted by the devil for 40 days in the wilderness. And so the goal for that week would be during the time of fasting, the six days of fasting, to fast from food at some point and for to go over the reading. Okay, so let me give you the way I'm going to do that, all right? So for the weekly food fast, I'm just going to, on this week, I'm going to skip breakfast and lunch on Wednesday, Ash Wednesday, and on Friday of this week. And every day this week, I'm going to read um, out loud the reading of week one while I'm on my knees. There you go. And that's just a way to draw my heart. And there's a little reflection response page. I'll fill that out. So again, if you're thinking about the practice of Lent, 
Um, some people have, uh, there have been different ways to do the fasting of Lent. Some have uh, fasted every one of the 40 days, uh, skipping breakfast and lunch and only eating dinner. Uh, so fat eating basically after sundown is a way to focus the energy. I, that's, that's one way to celebrate it. Um, another way to do that would be to focus the fasting on Wednesdays and on Fridays. And so the reason you would do that is you focus the fasting on Wednesday, thinking toward the suffering in the garden that Jesus is going to, and on Friday, thinking of the crucifixion itself. So that's another way to do it. Pick a, a, a day a week that you serve, that you do a particular uh, fasting time. So whether you're fasting from something each week or fasting from food on a particular day of the week, the idea there is that throughout Lent, you have fasting and focusing. Now, we talked in the focusing about using a Lent reading guide. Again, this one I'm advocating for is the one in the village church. But I think another thing you want to focus on throughout the period of Lent is focus on prayer. And this is an encouragement. If you've never in your life had a time where you've focused on fasting and prayer, this could be a really cool opportunity for you. Fasting and prayer, it's really, really simple. Um, you skip a meal, and in the time frame when you normally would have been eating, you pull away to give focus to prayer. And in, in times of fasting and prayer, I'd encourage you, maybe there's something particularly of a burden on your heart before God. It's a person you want to come to Christ or a particular problem in your life where you feel stuck, something where you need to devote it to time before the Lord. I, I think that that would be a really good thing to name at the beginning of this Lenten season. To say, God, during this time of fasting and prayer, I'm waiting these 40 days because I need you to work. I'm asking you, God, to give, give me strength there. And in particular, in particular, I think it can be really helpful to find a particular area of sin or struggle in your life. Maybe there's just a tendency toward anger, a tendency toward lust. And in this season, you want to devote yourself saying, God, would you help me to, to feel the, the seriousness of my sin, but also, God, give me a breakthrough of freedom from it. And in this discipline of devoting yourself to God, perhaps you'll find uh, a season of freedom from sin. Okay, That's an example of just, just taking the time in Lent to fast and to focus, to focus in prayer, and particularly to focus in prayer for God to kill your sin as you anticipate the cross of Christ where your sin was dealt with. Now, all throughout this, last thing I'll say, the readings that are prescribed in the Village Church Guide or in many other guides for Lent, what they're designed to do is walk you through particular instances of the life of Christ in order that you would be reaching the narratives in the gospel around the crucifixion in the final uh, days and weeks coming up to Easter. The goal of all of this fasting, of re refraining from food, of preparing your heart, of focusing, is to prepare the heart for the sorrow of the cross, to feel the weight of the sacrifice of Christ, so that when Easter Sunday comes and you celebrate the resurrection, there's this unbelievable sense of joy right? That you have been set free because of the resurrection of Jesus. So the goal of all of this is to focus our heart and our mind on the truth of Scripture, on the narrative of the life of Christ, to prepare our hearts for the joy of Easter. So in summary, 
I'm preparing myself to walk through this Lent guide that the Village Church put out as a way to prepare my heart for Easter. And I'm doing it uh, and inviting you into it because I think there's real power in practicing this with other people. So here's my encouragement to you who are listening to this podcast. If you want to take a shot at celebrating Lent with me, with another friend this year, print off the Village Church Guide. Get started. Don't worry if you're a day or two late. That's okay. That's okay. The Lord sees your heart, not just the strictness of your practice. Uh, Print that guide off and with a friend or two, use this season to prepare your heart for Easter, to focus your heart and your mind on the truth of the gospel, on the sacrifice of Christ, on his perfect life, on his sacrificial death, on his victorious resurrection. And what I can say is I'm very confident that 40 days of fasting. By the time that you get to the joy of that Easter Sunday, I think you'll find a new sense of wonder at the incredible reality of the cross and resurrection of Christ. So I want to invite you, if you haven't before, get involved in this. Celebrate Lent this year with me as we prepare our hearts for the resurrection of Christ. <music>